It is Tuesday, November 14th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The week of the walk-off continues. And is the Madden curse back? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The Bills stink. They lose to the Broncos 24-22. Rookies of the year announced in Major League Baseball, Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson, both unanimous. I know what the Vegas lead is, Scott. I'm not thrilled to talk about it this morning. Uh, I was pretty bitter last night, and I, I've gotten to that point with the Bills that I am mad at myself for falling back into being a fan. Uh, I, I did a good job of separating myself from fandom for many years and just said, if they, if they win, they lose. I don't care. Um, and last night I realized life is better when I don't care. And so I, I think I'm done cheering for these bills. They suck again. They're, they're not good. They're, it's, it's, it's frustrating, Scott. And I, I, the numbers that I read this week about Josh Allen, they're so promising that it's like it's got to be there's got to be some positive regression coming for this offense I just don't know when and I'll be honest a year ago today I thought the Bills had one of the better coaches in the NFL I'm not so sure I I, I don't I don't know that I, I don't know there's a brain in his head he might be the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz uh but last night was a another frustrating reminder there's a lot of things wrong with this team and I I really think their window is closed and they're about to start a run of mediocrity. And the the mediocrity is only going to be because they've got a quarterback that's going to keep them from being just god-awful for a few years. Back-to-back zero blitzes when the Broncos are out of field goal range, right? So, it, Well, no. The first, the, one, the first yeah. one put them out of field goal range. Yes. So that was – I thought it was great. It was time – and first of all, I don't understand why the Bills didn't blitz more – Early in the night, mm-hmm. Russ has been so bad against the blitz all season. Why not go after him? I thought that they did a great job because the Bills don't really like to blitz much. They did a great job blitzing at that time on that third down and and knocking them or on second on down, second down There's knocking no them back re- to third no reason long. to blitz on third down. You're third and ten. They're, they're out of field goal. They're range. out of field goal range. Like you make them, you make them throw the ball five yards. Yeah, and, and then, then have to decide if they want to kick a really really long field goal. Yeah. With no timeout. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the move. And no, they blitzed again. They, it, I mean, Russ, it's like there's like a horseshoe up his ass because he just th- he throws the ball to the moon. Mm-hmm. The, the, he's not trying to throw it to anybody. He's throwing it up in the air, and gets a pi call. And it was a, it was a good pi call. It was pi. Uh, it was bad defense. He got beat, and the pi call happens. But then they set up for the field goal. They miss it. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, they've got life. <laughs> they've got life. They they won the game, and there's a flag. You can see it in the end zone. And when it's in the end zone, mm-hmm. from one of the guys, like one of the the watchers, to see if the field goal goes through, he's throwing a flag. <laughs> you, know that, you know that's bad news for your team, uh, for the defense, and. Sure enough, they count them out on the screen, one, two, three, four, twelve, and they kick it again. 
good as gold, and the Bills lose on a, a, a night where I'm not. They didn't deserve to win, really. Like, yeah. Had they won this game, it would have been shocking. But everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for them, and that, that's that's the state of this team right now. And I, there we talked. We've talked about the Chargers, and if the Chargers can make the playoffs. I don't, I don't think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're a playoff team. I would have thought they would make the playoffs. I mean, they're still number one in a lot of people's power ratings, but these odds shocked me. I just read right now. They are plus 200 mm-hmm. if you imagine them to being a top seven team in the AFC. McKenzie. Minus 250, no. Jets at Eagles at Chiefs. That's, okay. Cowboys at Chargers. Patriots at Dolphins. That's the remaining schedule. Like, thank God the Dolphins are there. And, you right. know, uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me, same, thank God the Patriots are there. And and maybe the Jets, Zach Wilson will probably help them out. They, they can't beat them twice, can they? But the rest of those games, I, I don't know. I don't know that the Bills are better than any of those teams. So the thing is, I can't, I can imagine beating them, beating any of those teams. But this is sure. that almost lost to the Giants and just lost to the Broncos. Like, this is a Jekyll and Hyde squad if you've ever seen one. You yeah. know what's amazing is, you know, we talk about the, you joked around about the Madden curse uh, at the start of the show. And yes, Josh Allen was on the cover of Madden. And people online last night were saying, Madden curse, it's back. You know, the, the Bills are five and five. And Josh Allen with a terrible game last night. But it, McKenzie, in our combined quarterback composite rankings, Coming into this game last night, Josh Allen was number one number in our one. rankings. Number one in PFF, number two in QBR. QBR updates early in the morning, so I'll tell you that he's fifth now, but he's still going to be right one or two with Dak Prescott. I mean, this is not a good year for Q- QBs. And this is just a bad game from Josh Allen. He, you know, two interceptions as he continues to throw picks. I, I mean, I, honestly, like it's one of those things where we're saying, why aren't we betting Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown every week? Uh, he's the, why are we yeah. not betting Josh Allen to throw an interception every week? Well, and the first interception was totally on Gabe Davis. I mean, he throws the ball from 20 yards away, hits Gabe Davis in the hands, it goes through his hands to a defender. Mm-hmm. And then before they went to break, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were talking about it like Josh Allen put too much mustard on that ball. Right. It's like... He threw it to a professional wide receiver yeah. 20 yards away and hit him in the hands. He's supposed to have it slowed down with spin. That's the job is for him to catch it. And Peyton like, Manning never threw the ball that hard. And then they, Ever. Then <laughs> they came back and he said, I know there was a little uh, I know there was a little zest on that ball, but he's got to catch that. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because it's it, they made it seem like he threw the ball. It wasn't like, you know, like when you uh, uh, you guys don't have kids, but. My kids, when they were like my younger one, we plays little league. Sometimes kids don't know what they're doing. Right, sure, sure, sure. So they're real close, and they'll throw the ball real hard <laughs> yeah, at their right. teammate. And it's like, whoa, buddy, I, yeah. I'm right here, three feet away from you. This was 20 yards in a professional football game. He, he and it's not like he, th- it's not like it was smoke coming off. It was he threw the ball on a line that the way you're supposed to throw it. Yeah. And guess what? If he'd put any kind of lift on it and it got picked off, they would have said, "Ooh, he should have zipped it through there a little mm-hmm. bit better." It's Josh is, uh, he's putting himself in this situation, but he's also starting to get some unwarranted. Yeah, this is the best year ever for someone being perceived to having a bad season. Like, no one's going to ever put up a number two QBR and be like, "Eh, it was kind of bore. It's all turnovers. Yeah, we talked about during the week, he had a good PFF grade, he doesn't have a lot of turnover-worthy plays, and the first interception was completely not a turnover-worthy play. Then there's a second one, and then it's seven games now with a pick. Like, I don't know. Like, what is the reason? If he's putting too much mustard on it and his receivers suck? I don't know. And then the, the fumble, the, like on the handoff where yeah, I, I don't know if James Cook knew he was getting the ball or like 
he was just running through the motion of play action, but Josh Allen tried to drop the ball to him and he just it mm. wasn't there to take it. So Well, it's also that could have just been one of those read plays where, you know, Josh Allen's reading the defensive end and maybe Cook is reading the defensive end also and Cook thinks Oh yeah, Allen is going to keep this, and really Josh Allen was like, "I'm giving it to him," and so he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just like bad juju. Like it, it's in it their heads. Be, They're just be. like, well, James Cook should have won it two years ago. James Cook got a great game last night. He obviously had the long run yeah. that set him up the 42 yarder, right? And then Josh he, Allen he had the drive him. of his lifetime, like yeah. 75 yards on the touchdown drive. Yep. He also had the fumble in the first play. Right. Of the game. <laughs> yeah. Like that's crazy. He yeah. just got like schoolyard bully stripped. Yep. Like they just took it out of his hands. Like you can't let that happen. You're an NFL running back. You can't let them snatch it out of your hands like that. But last Last night's performance by Josh Allen, was it Allen and the offense, or do we give credit to the Broncos' defense, which, AJ, you talked about it yesterday morning. They've started to turn this thing around through the first couple of weeks of the season. They were putting up historically bad numbers, like the most yardage, the most points given up through a first five weeks of a season. I mean, they let the Jets score 31 points on them. And then the past three weeks – you know, hold or even you can go back four weeks. Go back to the loss to the Chiefs. They hold the Chiefs to nineteen. They win the against the Packers, holding them to seventeen. They hold the Chiefs to nine in the win against them. And now, you know, beating the Bills in this in this performance where you got Josh Allen to turn the football over a couple I, times. I think this is mostly credit to the the Broncos defense. I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Allen wasn't good, obviously, but I think he wasn't good because the the they made him look bad. This is the worst game Josh Allen's played since week one against the Jets where he where he threw the three picks. Um, and I guess maybe the Giant, the Giants game was pretty bad too. But this felt like the, this this is the worst he's looked all season to me. So I, I think they, they did some things to frustrate him, did some things to confuse him. I thought he was skittish to take off running, and I thought there were some opportunities for him to take off running. Mm-hmm. And it, at some point, and I said this to, to my kid last night, I said, he's just going to have to do it himself. Like, if if everybody you throw it to is letting it bounce off their hands to the yeah. other team, yep. you've got you've got to stop giving it to them and just say, you know what, I'm the best player on this football field. I have to go make something happen. There's only one guy on that football field who's considered a, a year-in, year-out MVP candidate. Right. Like, sometimes you just have to say, okay, we're doing it different. I, I've just got to go do it. And I've seen other guys in the league do it. I've seen Mahomes do it. I've seen Lamar Jackson do it. I want to see Josh Allen do it. I wanted to see it last night when his teammates were failing him. He he didn't he didn't take that opportunity to go out there and take it for himself. Well, now the Broncos have won three straight games and they will host the Vikings on Sunday night football next week. By the way, quick thought on the defense: since Week Five, they're sixteenth, dead average. But you know how bad they were in Week Four. What do you think they are on the season by EPA? How bad is their defense? Twenty sixth. I'm gonna Which, say, it would make sense if you were 16th the latter half of the season and you were bad 26. What do you think? Uh, I'll say 21st. Uh, they are tw- still 32nd. Oh, they really? were that bad giving up 70 oh, points a game bad. for four yeah. games. Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. But they've been all right recently. Well, let's talk about them on Sunday Night Football at home against the Vikings. What spread are we looking at, McKenzie, for their game at home against Some optimism uh, coming in on their improving defense and Russell Wilson's good game, 80 QBR. They went from one-and-a-half point home favorites to now two-and-a-half moving towards three. Boy, you give me three with Josh Dobbs in any game, I'm going to take I it. I think I'm there with you on that one. I think I am there with you on that. Because let's let's face it. It'll be buying high on Denver, I think. Well, and also. Or selling high selling on Denver high. If, something, if you get the three. Yeah. Something we haven't really talked about because we so much focus is on Denver's defense and Buffalo's poor offensive performance. But, like, if I told you one of Buffalo's units, either the offense or defense, has 
massive across-the-board injuries. Last night, you would have thought the offense has some sort of problems because they're the ones who looked all messed up. The defense I would say looked, the special teams. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> the defense looked pretty good. And, like, the the Broncos' offense still – Russell Wilson hasn't thrown for 200 yards since, like, 1984. It's – it's dunk. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, I mean – the defense is good, but are they good enough to hold everybody every week? I, I don't know. I think of it like it felt like last night somebody's defense was going to break down, it, like it was bound to happen. And, um, you know, the, the, this, like I said, this isn't a, a like a, a lucky win by any stretch. I mean, in fact, the, the Broncos, should, like they left enough points on special teams yeah. that it should have already been over before this kick happened. But the the fourth down play where Cortland Sutton gets like, the teeniest piece of his toe down. Like, if that's not a catch, it's a whole different game. And mm -hmm. I just don't know if there's enough Broncos offense week in and week out for them to sustain this this winning way. Which is why we're going to be on Minnesota on Sunday night once we get the three. I was watching the Madden cast and the, uh, Patrick Mahomes when he threw that lob on fourth down, which seemed like, all right, plays over, he's throwing it up lob in the air. And he spent about, like, a minute talking about how great of a catch it was. And he's like, I guess it was a good pass. <laughs> <laughs> He also completely predicted what the plays were going to be. So, yeah, yeah, run, run, pass. Yeah, run, run, play action. And then, yeah, he, so uh, he might be good at this announcing thing uh, once his career is over. Uh, I think it's going to be a passer, you know. You know, uh, 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 he's like the new Tony Romo. Like Tony was. What like, if they had Jim? Yeah, no, they have Tony. Have to have Tony Romo and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. They're predicting each other. Oh, uh, Jim! I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim! Uh, you know, it's, 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 it looks like it's going to be a good play. And they say three three man booth doesn't work. <laughs> Be perfect. All right. Lastly, on this game, what's the uh, what's the line next week for the Jets at Buffalo? Slight downgrade for the Bills. They were a seven point favorite. Now they're a six and a half point favorite. It should be a, a change because Robert Sala says the Jets are not making a quarterback change. Zach Wilson's going to stay the guy. Oh god. Eleven straight quarters without a touchdown. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to bet the Bills. I, I don't like it because under they, a touchdown. I think you're right. They haven't looked good. Like they haven't looked like a, a good football team since like week four before right. they went to London. That London trip ruined everything. There was something in the water there. I, I don't know. The 49ers didn't look like a team since week five. And then they looked just the same as they did at week five. It's so weird. Like, I don't know to react to these small sample sizes and say, OK, the Broncos are way different than I thought or to trust the numbers. It's really hard. You got to. I mean, you know better than me. You're hitting 60 percent in the NFL this year. Well, other news around the NFL, the Patriots making a change on defense as they have waived second-year cornerback Jack Jones. Uh, so, Who's going to play cornerback for the Patriots? Yeah, J.C. Jackson. Like J.C. Jackson can't come on the trip. Jack yeah. Jones is High law. Christian Gonzalez is hurt. Like, mm -hmm. who's playing? What are they going to do? They, well, they're going to look bad, which is what <laughs> they've been doing. Oh, they've looked my. bad all season long. Uh, the Saints looking for a boost to their defense have signed Jason Pierre-Paul to their practice squad. The 34-year-old hasn't played uh, since last year when he played in 14 games for the Baltimore Ravens. I give a half a thumb up to this news. <laughs> wow. 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 Explosive signing. <laughs> <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore 
your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it. And it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. It's Tuesday, and it's still November, so you know what that means, AJ. It's NBA play-in tournament, or season, mid-season tournament. I don't know what they even call it. Say it right. NBA in-season in season, tournament. Not mid-season. I apologize. Group play. Group play, yeah. Group yep. play games Damn on it. Tuesdays and Will eventually Fridays. lead to the NBA Cup? Yes. What? Tuesdays and Fridays so many names? in November. So group play resumes tonight. We have a TNT doubleheader starting with Wemby. And the Spurs at the Thunder, OKC, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. And this is a matchup in uh, Group C where the Spurs are 0-1 and the Thunder are 0-2. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA guru. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, this is the matchup everyone wants to see, the two Rookie of the Year favorites. Uh, I think the Thunder dominate here. I mean, one thing, they have Shet Holmgren who's playing as well as anybody, 36 points per game, amazing shooting. Just like last year, except better. I mean, he's still 25. He's still getting better. I think like Jason Tatum, he was kind of like, yeah, he's really good. He's really good. Okay, now he's one of the best players in the league. I think we're seeing that same kind of ascension. But this is about Chet Holmgren versus Wemby. And I think Chet Holmgren's been better. Wemby's had the better highlights. But this is a guy that said, I want to be a 50-40-90 guy. He's a 55-50-90 guy. Shooting 50% from three at 7-4. That's going to be tough to beat. That team's looking really good. Wemby currently minus 350 to be the rookie of the year up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Chet Holmgren plus 350. And... Here on the show, we're all Chet Holmgren backers. Yeah, that's that's interesting because Wemby was even money when we talked about it. We're like Holmgren at four to one's a good bet. Yeah, we have a little bit of CLV, even though Wemby's been dominating. The other uh, game on the TNT doubleheader is the Clippers at the Nuggets. Denver 
A five-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a game in Group B where Denver is 1-0. The Clippers are 0-1, and the Clippers have not won a game no. since acquiring James Harden. Arguably their worst game was their last game when James Harden was minus 28 on the court. Their offense has been terrible in every game with them, not like terrible overall. Like every game they've had their worst offensive performance of the season. This is a team that looked great. Russell Westbrook was playing like a role player except with amazing athleticism and all of his other talents, now he's playing like a superstar that doesn't get the ball a lot. I think James Harden is infecting them. I think Zach Lowe said this. I've been saying this since the beginning. One of them should come off the bench. It doesn't make any sense to have five people stand for former All-Stars standing around looking like they deserve the ball. And, and uh, you know, it works in NBA 2K. doesn't work in real life when there's egos involved. Let's highlight another game on the schedule, the Timberwolves at the Warriors, Golden State. A two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a Group C game. Golden State is 1-0. Minnesota also 1-0. So Steph Curry still the only Warrior with 20 points in any game this season. Clay Thompson, I think it's done. I think it's over. I think he had a great career as an All-Star, and now I think he's a role player. That probably goes the same with Draymond Green. Unfortunately, Andrew Wiggins has had his worst year in a while. So these are two teams going in opposite directions. The Timberwolves, this is their about even teams. On the season, how I project forward, maybe that's close. Right now, the Timberwolves are playing a lot better. I can only look at the dog here. The rest of your schedule, the Heat are at the Hornets. Miami, three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Miami is 1-0. and Charlotte is 1-0. and The Hawks are at the Pistons. Atlanta, a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. In Group A, this is Atlanta's first game of the play-in tournament. Meanwhile, their opponent, the Pistons, are 0 and 1. The Pacers are at the 76ers. Philly, a five and a half point favorite. Philadelphia, undefeated McKenzie at home this season at 6 and 1. How impressed are you with the way that Philly's playing? So there's this basketball reference metric that doesn't do anything but just looks at history and then projects MVP candidacy. It has Jokic number one. Okay, he's won two out of the last three years. Mm-hmm. Has Embiid number two. Makes sense. He won last year. Yep. Tyrese Maxey wow. is third at 8 and 1. Yep. He's playing that well. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be that. But he's instantly an all-star with James Harden out the door. The Pacers in Group A are 1-0. and The Sixers also 1-0. and The Magic are at the Nets. Brooklyn, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a Group C game. Brooklyn 1-1. One and one. This is the first game for the Magic here in the play-in tournament. The Mavericks are at the Pelicans. Dallas, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Group B. Dallas is 1-1. One and one. Already in the play-in tournament, the Pelicans are 0-1. Trailblazers at the Jazz. Utah, six-and-a-half-point favorites. This is a Group A game. Utah 1-0 in the play-in group stage so far. The Portland Trailblazers also 1-0. And And the Grizzlies at the Lakers. L.A. minus five-and-a-half. This is another Group A game. L.A. 1-0 so far in the play-in group stage. The Grizzlies 0-2. And And currently, right now, the Boston Celtics are your favorite to win the in-season tournament at plus 425. The Bucks plus 550, followed by the Nuggets at plus 650. And then the Lakers are with the 76ers and the Warriors at 11. Chalk held almost... Everywhere in the top 25 of men's college basketball last night, it did not hold for Villanova. Who This is what they get for ranking Villanova again after that atrocious season last year. They said, you know what? They won two games. They're Villanova. Let's put them back in the rankings. They lose 76-72 
to pin. You pin. Yeah, this is a big five classic. So the um, the five uh, Philly schools play in a tournament like every yeah. year. You pin, Villanova, LaSalle, Temple, St. Joe's welcomed in Drexel this year to have a new format. So it's a three and three. So on in each pod. So six teams playing in the big five classic this year. And you pin. Good win. Yeah, good good start for them and a bad look for uh, for Villanova as they start off the, the new iteration of the Big Five with a big L. Uh, in the top 25 today, you've got Tennessee hosting Walford, minus 31 and a half. Oh, but that's not the biggest line. UConn, your defending champs, laying 42 and a half points to Mississippi Valley State. We do have some good ones. The State Farm Champions Classic up in Chicago. Wait, those weren't good ones? No, those weren't good <laughs> ones. All right. uh, Duke laying three and a half against Michigan State there on the neutral in Chicago. Uh, we'll have another game in that series later. Eastern Boy, it feels like that's a Michigan State crowd, though. Like, like the, it's, it's, it's Big Ten country. teams every year, though. So I think they all, like, the, the, the travel. travel yeah. yeah, everybody gets up for this event. It still feels like Big Ten country. Uh, Florida Atlantic minus 26 and a half hosting Eastern Michigan. Illinois is laying one and a half, hosting Marquette. And normally, I love Marquette in these spots. Shaka Smart as a road dog, 65% ATS in his career. I want to bet on Marquette today. Mm -hmm. I don't know the status of Tyler Kolick. If he's out, I'm out. If he's in, give me, give me Marquette. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Texas A&M minus five and a half at SMU. Alabama laying 20 and a half to South Alabama. Gonzaga and Eastern Oregon will play. There's no line yet because this is a nonsensical game. Uh, Colorado laying 18 and a half, hosting Milwaukee. And the other champions classic game, Kansas minus five and a half against Kentucky in that one. I like the, I like the Jayhawks there, I think. Uh, Creighton minus 11 and a half, hosting Iowa. That's a good game. Baylor minus 26 and a half, hosting the Kansas City Ruse and USC. Minus 12 and a half hosting UC Irvine. Is this like your favorite time of the year? Because we have these uh, holiday tournaments now in college basketball. So you can have all these like, you know, teams playing each other, these non-conference yeah, games. You get good non-conference games. Yeah, it's a good time of year for college basketball. Well, you also get a lot of nonsense too, like UConn minus 41 and a half. Yeah, Kansas yeah. City, that's a school now? Yeah, yeah. The, the kangaroos. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah see, that's not But like, how do you feel if you're like a school that's like playing in like one of these tournaments and like, Nebraska versus like a team that gets to play in the uh, Bahamar Hoops Bahamas Classic. Yeah, there are levels to <laughs> right? it. I want to study sure. for finals over there. There's, defi yeah. there's definitely uh, <laughs> levels to the game. And there's some of these teams that are invited to these events and then it turns out, oh, they're, they're not good at all anymore. Like uh, Louisville. Louisville is invited to the, uh, the Empire Classic in Madison Square Garden yep. uh, this coming weekend. And UConn will be there. Indiana is going to be there. And Texas is going to be there. And Louisville, who just lost to Chattanooga, is going to be mm. there. Uh, they were a disaster last year. Looks like they're bad again. They still have that Russ Smith? That, no, they do not no? have Russ All Smith right. anymore, unfortunately. He was good. But Louisville's probably going to be like a 15 to 20-point dog mm. against Texas on a neutral. So uh, sometimes you, like, you think you want to go to the big event until you're at the big event with the other good teams and you're not one of them. Well, this year's Maui Invitational will begin uh, on the 20th, and it'll be Tennessee, Syracuse, Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA, Marquette, Kansas, and the host, Chaminade. Like, who invited Syracuse? That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. That's a good field. Come on. <laughs>
Last night on the ice, the Oilers playing their first game with new coach Chris Knobloch after they fired Jay Wood, uh, Woodcroft. They defeat the Islanders 4-1. All big, like, I want to call it the big three, but it's not really the big three. But if you look at the Oilers, like, they have, like, a top their top three goal scorers. And if you were to play, like, a same-game parlay last night and you wanted to bet, like, anytime goal scorers, mm-hmm. the top three guys with the shortest odds were there the big three guys. You had Zach Hyman, who was coming off a game. Where Hyman. He had, yeah, exactly. Who's coming off a game in which he had a hat trick. Uh, Connor McDavid, obviously, and Leon Dreisaitl. Well, all three of them scored last night. Dreisaitl, Hyman, McDavid, and then Evander Kane added an empty net. So really the big four. The top guys coming through for the Oilers as they defeat the Islanders 4-1. to one. Uh, Much larger schedule. And the other game last night, Avalanche dominated the Kraken 5-1. Much larger schedule tonight on the ice. you got the Bruins at the Sabres. Boston's a minus 155 favorite. Flames at the Canadiens. Calgary, minus 150. The Vegas Golden Knights were in D.C. visiting the White House. And President Biden, part of their championship tour yesterday and tonight, they will take on the Capitals, so minus makes, 155. Makes sense they would put uh, America's team is now going to America's capital to play a game. Yes. It feels like this is a good spot well, for the Knights, right? that's what championship teams do that go visit the White House. They schedule it around when they're going to play so in they, that area. So you admit they're the best team. They're 12-2-1. and one. So they're the best. So you admit it. <laughs> yeah. You agree. All right. Never, All right. never not admit it. Uh, <laughs> Penguins are at the Blue Jackets. Pittsburgh is minus 180 on the road. Lightning at the Blues. Tampa minus 135. Ducks at the Predators. Nashville minus 160. Coyotes at the Stars. Dallas, a minus 210 favorite. Devils at the Jets. Winnipeg minus 125 at home. And then the Panthers are at the Sharks. Florida minus 280. The Sharks after winning back-to-back games. What? They lost 5-0 to the Golden Knights and then 4-1 to the Ducks. Back to their ways. Back to their ways. Good old San Jose Sharks. Last chance to get a free best bet at pregame.com. All you got to do is use the promo code COFFEE25, and that is going to get you $25 to spend at pregame.com. And since most best bets are $25 or less, I had a best bet last night, the Edmonton Oilers. Good for you. Cash, three-star. To the window. To the window. Free best bets. To the walls also, or you yeah. kept it in your pants? To the yeah. sweat. <laughs> yeah. To the sweat. To, to the, the sweat. sweat. To the sweat. And then it ended. $25 off of anything at pregame.com using the promo code COFFEE25. This is your last chance. Use it before you lose it. COFFEE25. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. And yeah.